Winterfellas. Do you love Cast of Thrones and want to help us offset some of our recording and hosting costs? Head on over to castofthrones.com slash donate and give us those golden dragons or even a monthly pledge of a silver stag. And now, on with the podcast. Hello and welcome to Cast of Thrones, the Game of Thrones podcast. This week, the second session of our Storm of Swords book club featuring chapters of Sansa 1 through Jamie 2. I am Michael Crafting our tomorrow. And with me is who wants it? Wants it the most? Who wants it? Jeremy Cheek! I'm here! And and Nick Bristow, I I'm here too. Tim didn't want it, so he didn't get it. I don't want to need it. Tim, what you do? Also, I don't, I'm like Dario Harris. If you're listening to this and not watching us right now, Tim's hair looks out of control. It is ridiculous. So I guess I, what I'm saying is, if you're not watching us, maybe next time you should watch. You can see a little treat. Like my my hair is taking Tim's on a red tint. The dude, it's weird. Right now. I love it. I love uh, it. Your, his, Tim's I love beard it. has a bit of a red twinge. He looks like Sansa. Oh, you're, I you're have such a Sansa. Tully. You're so Tully. And it looks like I have a win on my oh, no. neck. No, as long as you're not Tully. TVQH, I'm a little embarrassed. But. Ew. <laughs> Gross. You, you need to get some concealer on that. Guys, shut up. Oh, wow. wow. Shut up. <laughs> the last thing in the world so um this is our second live stream on youtube although it's really our first one because we're just back to back Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this on itunes that means you're a mere two weeks away from getting to join us live yeah on uh as we record this on youtube and there won't even be any technical problems next time maybe no none well you know there might be some uh inherent limitations to some various platforms, but you know, it's gonna be great. we'll be able to start quickly. Oh yeah, for certain. For reasons. And that's over at youtube.com slash geeklyinc. G-E-E-K-L-Y-I-N-C. And that's what our new uh, Umbrella Corp for yeah. the, um, you know, all of all your, uh, yeah, all your thrifty all soba industries. Yeah, your pizza and pasta spaghetti hours. Your cheek stuff your pant cheek what i'm just pants? combining all of our names our cheek, cheek yeah. of, Who's pants? cheeky buff <laughs> my I'm pants stuff or your vg oh. cheek witch i don't know <laughs> wait you witch um sad nerd which is 50 nerd and sad nerds together <laughs> guys um let's talk about let's talk about book which book uh we're not we're reading storm of swords okay we're reading In storm of swords um, and, and we're going to do the whole book. No, not we're, tonight, though. Not tonight. <laughs> we are doing the entire book. Um, we, we're we're, we're chapters. doing the entire book? Tonight, let's go. The entire book. Yep. No, I mean, not tonight, but I thought we were only yeah. doing it. No, no. We're doing we decided to F it. We're See, do it I think right. most of it was that I don't think I could have stopped myself. I don't know where we would cut it. I don't we know would cut it with the... Guys, if you were watching the video stream, you would have gotten to just see Tim aggressively grab the back of Jennifer's head. <laughs> no, he's rubbing my head. No, he's not he, start he, those he rumors scratches again. while we podcast. It's real. It's real nice. Real nice. It's, he does get excited though sometimes. And he, sometimes Tim has too much nervous energy. Like right and then I now. do the uh, I do the the meatwad dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something just fell. There's a ghost. <laughs> oh, there's meatwads in our kitchen. Oh, there's a. No, I think I know exactly. No, I think it was a cup that I set precariously somewhere. That was my bad. Hmm. I meet one in two hearts. <laughs> Ooh, please don't ever say that again. Uh, Sansa won, you guys. Sansa. Oh. All right, yeah. Let's, what let's you let's win? Right into it. Oh, oh, oh. So, uh, oh, 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 o
Just go take, take URL into the trash. Uh, oh, you don't know where the trash is. You've never taken out the trash. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, guys, this is now, uh, this is actually an intervention for our yeah. marriage. <laughs> We're real mad at each other. You need to intervention. You need to stop this marriage right now. Oh, stop marriaging. <laughs> don't let me stop this marriage. Jennifer, let me smooch other girls. No. Good luck. Have fun with that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so Sansa gets invited to dinner with the Tyrell ladies. Oh, she's so excited because Marjorie is like so pretty and cool, mm-hmm. and she hears that the Queen of Thorns is interesting. So yeah, should be a good time. I guess she's gonna escort her there. Oh my God, it's Loras. That's like the best that could Who ever happen. But guys, what if this is a what if this is a trick by Joffrey to humiliate her? I I do appreciate that Sansa's finally gotten wise and is like wants and thinks everything is a trap. She yeah. should it's think a trap. It, right. it, everything like, is a trap. Pretty much, yeah. In some way, if if it's not a Joffrey trap, it might be a trap of some other sort. Yeah, the Tyrells don't give an S about her. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to say that. They're 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 not like. They're not like Joffrey and like Tywin Lannister levels of hateful. She doesn't have any reason to believe that they would give an S about her. Right. Yeah. So she's she's just being guarded. She she's just preparing herself. But she does get a little excited because Loras is escorting right. her there. And he's sassy. And Loras gave her a red rose at the tournament, and he gave all the other girls at, white roses, and that obviously means something. At so. Ned Stark's uh, tournament. Oh yeah, his hand, his tourney of the hand, which she was so excited about. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, and, uh, never getting so, those times back. So basically, uh, Loris comes to uh, pick her up uh, for the date, and uh, she's she kind of goes real giddy nuts. She does. Over him. And, uh, and she's trying to think of something to say. He's like, oh, you gave me that rose. And he's like, hmm? Okay. What? Sure. <laughs> he super does not remember at all. And she's like, no, remember? Because it was after you unfortunate Robo Royce. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I killed Robo Royce. The storm's in. I remember that. <laughs> I thought that was an awesome line. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, all right, then. Even if uh, he was straight, like, I think it would be the same exact conversation. I think you're right. Because, like, he just... Yeah, like, why, why is Sansa going to be on his radar, you know? Yeah, I think he's definitely... Um, Not that, because Sansa apparently is extremely pretty. Like, that, yeah, that is right. a thing. But she's, but also, she's young. also Yeah, she's also, like, 11 or 12. She's, like, 13, I think. That's close. Yeah. I think pe- people get mad when we get the, na- the ages wrong. Look, I can't keep track, because the show is different. I'll go find out. Keep talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think they mentioned... So they have uh, lunch, and it's this is very similar to the lunch in the show, except a thousand times better. And you know why, Thrifty? Uh, because Butterbump butter is there. Butter Guys, watch our levels. You know, I'm sorry I yelled so much, but it's just that I've been finally waiting for a time on this podcast where Butterbump is like actually relevant, and now we can just talk about Butterbump <laughs> the rest of the show. One of these could be a point of view character. I just love him so much. He um, he's so fat, and he does cartwheels and jumps he eats around. chickens. He's very acrobatic for a heavy set gentleman. He farts. Doesn't he fart? I think he farts. He probably farts. He's he does magic like... tricks too, where he like swallows shit and then puts other shit out of his nose. He's got like ma- he's got super control of his nostrils. Yeah, like, he's shooting stuff out of his nostrils all the time, and they love it. They 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 go crazy. For all the time go for He's shooting like snot rockets of crap at them, and they are like, "This is the best. This is better than Wildwoods." Um, but uh, the whole reason is to go there and kind of maybe make some Game of Thrones style. I don't know how you say uh, scheming. Mm-hmm. Well, they want to get the they want to get the lowdown on this. Uh, the, the Tyrells want to get the lowdown on this Joffrey character. Right, because uh, Marjorie is now wed to, or is engaged, engaged to Joffrey, yeah. and yeah. Um, they want to know if all the rumors are true. And Sansa, she's uh, she kind of sticks to her her. Oh, Joffrey is my king, and I love him. He's so cool. Yes, yeah, so still being very guarded and yeah. safe. But like the Queen of Thorns and Marjorie, like are like okay, like she's obviously terrified. Like we gotta fix this situation. Yeah. Oh. 
another great thing before all that happens the whole like I want my cheese now thing is no, in the book I forgot like I, I forgot not that remember happened. that was actually in the book like and also that like Elena is just talking mad shit about everyone oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. her son's son, an idiot he's so stupid Lord Pufffish I so wish strong. I was lowborn so I could have hit him with a wooden spoon <laughs> <laughs> and did you see talking about like her, her foolish flock of hens like the ladies that are surrounding her she's like yeah all these people are dumb I hate but, them. but it seems like, she, like I don't know. She's she's using Marjorie. Like she has to keep Marjorie in her confidence. But I get the feeling that Marjorie is also like, smart. She's like her grandmother, like that. So it's like the two of them being like, "All right, let's plot. Let's mm-hmm. figure this out." Even though Marjorie's only like sixteen, that's a big difference in the show. Like in the show, Marjorie's much older. Yeah. Marjorie seems to know what's going on. Though. She's still, and, you know, honestly, like when I was reading the books, I like totally did not pay attention to Marjorie at all. Yeah, me and neither. now that I watched the show and read the book again. Marjorie's saying the same things. I just didn't pay attention to her before. Yeah, right. Because she's why. a girl, right? Oh, I'm so, oh the, the deep, like... Just she's so sassy. You know, she's so sassy. No, I just I think the way that Natalie Dormer played her, like, just really, I don't know. Yeah, you could her. see the undercurrents of something more happening of and, and when she would lean over and say, but you're scaring her. You can tell us. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, and I think... I, I think that's exactly like how Marjorie wants to. She doesn't want to be seen as scheming. Like she kind of wants to like fly under the radar a little bit. And mm-hmm. obviously, I'd like to think it's not that I'm unaware, but maybe that's just how George R. Martin. I, it's a lot. I think it's more subtle. Or sexist. Or the I mean, ignoring maybe. the woman. Jennifer, oh. this is a feminist podcast. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll say myself out. We're all feminists except you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm an MRA. But I think it's also like. The fact that when we first read these books, we're just like free basing them as fast as we can. I think, That's no, I, the truth. That happens to me. No, I read so fast and like don't. I've been I've been like forcing myself in this reread to read slower. Like, chill. Because I just I just want to know what happens so much. I need to take to notes as I read. I should. I'm always like, oh, that's a thing we could talk about. That's, you, know what I sh- you know what we should do is get actual copy of the book and not read it on <laughs> because then I can like re- I can underline things. Yeah, you can highlight. Oh, that's like annoying to do on the Kindle. I think. I'll take that back. I think it is. I'll carry my moleskin. Sorry. Um, I do feel like I should take notes. There's so there's so much happening. It'll make our content and our brand so much better. I think that this is definitely a series. Right. What we're doing right now is a steaming pile of dog shit. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, what oh we talk- you mean the podcast right Yeah, now? the current podcast. Oh, yeah. Right. The podcast we're doing. For taking notes. Now, we do, I mean, we do have show notes because, like, I, like, we read and then we go back and make notes for it. So that, that does make you pay more attention. All right, okay. That's, a, I think. that's enough, I that's enough behind the baseball. We don't want to give away our secrets. Um, so all, all that to say that, Linda and Marjorie are trying to get Sansa to talk, and she's very scared. So Linda's like, "Hey, Butterbump, sing us a song." Start like, yelling and shit. Super loud, like yeah. sing us the loudest. And if you um, listen to the audiobook, you get the, a rendition of that song, like the kind of over the, the background. Yeah. They should go in the background and add in the uh, the whole study thing. Who did it? Who did it this time? I don't remember. Panic at the Disco. I don't remember. Panic at the Disco. Oh, God. oh boy! Uh, I yeah. think it was the whole city or something. Like that. Yeah, because the, the national show. did the Reigns of Castamere last time. Yeah, it, I really liked that version. That they did it was dope. Show. It was great. Both of them are dope as hell. Yeah. Um, so that was what was going through my brain when Butterbumps was singing this time. So once they they got Butterbumps to like be loud and everyone else was like super not paying attention to them, then. So the finally admits she's like he's a monster. He's, the worst. he's really bad. Yeah, and she kind of sw- slips into uh, younger Sansa mode, and she starts on like a way old, inconsequential things like he made me kill Lady and the Butcher Boy and stuff like that. Yeah. He's a liar. Mm, yeah. And they're like, whatever. Not like he killed my it's dad. Like, Let's go for the kill the dad, the stripping you naked and beating you. Well, Those she gets are probably... there. She gets there. She explains that yeah. too. But, but she's been she, holding it in so long. She also tells him that Cersei's uh, a monster as well. Yeah. yeah. She kind of has been to Sansa. So. What a pity. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, their reaction is exactly like it is in the show. Elena's like, oh, what a pity. <laughs> like, all right. I guess you guys got this under control. Sure. And then, like, why uh, did they so, even ask her? Like, did they not? Did they really not know? Like, I have a hard time believing they didn't know this. No, I think they did know. That's they were just confirming. Confirming with Sansa, but then like the other reason they brought Sansa to eat with them is they're like concocting this plan. They're like, oh, Sansa, 
how would you like to go to High Garden? And she's like, oh, I would love there to. There many flowers. They'll never right. let me go. And they're like, yeah, they will. Oh, and this is a big change from the book yeah. or the show. Yes, uh, it is. Because it, even in the book, she's like, oh, we're going to marry, you know, her brother or whatever. And he's like, oh, uh, Loris, that's awesome. And they're like, no, he's a, he's a Kingsguard. He's a Kingsguard. He can't get married. What are you doing? We met well, Willis, of, the cripple. Well, part of the problem is in the show, like, those other brothers don't exist. Oh, yeah, they just cut them out. Garland is a, a badass swordsman. Yeah, he's, like, super cool. So in he was the in really we have Garland... We have Loras, we have Marjorie, and we have um, Willis. Willis. Yeah. Yeah. The and heir Tad. to Garden. And, and Tag. Tad Tyrell. <laughs> Mom, I don't want to go to work. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and Willis was injured. So <laughs> Sasha's so like, oh. His leg that... was mangled under a horse or something. Yeah, she's like, that's less that's less good. But, but now he's like than, a scientist. Like the stars Apparently, he's a really good dude. Yeah, Marty's like, oh, he's super nice. He read me books and stuff. You'll love, you'll love it in Highgard. We'll be like sisters. And I bet, actually, Willis is probably the best one out of all of them. He's like, I oh, bet he is. So nice, probably. probably like way less gay than Loris is. Yeah, probably so. Because very... Loris is about 100% gay. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, unless he has any bi tendencies, which I've seen no sign of. We haven't uh, seen any sign of him. No sign of that at all. Well, he likes astronomy, so he's probably a huge ladies' man. <laughs> Duh, that's Duh. how you get the ladies. Like, yeah. Look at, that's how you do You say, hey, you, you ask your, your lady on a date, you say, let's go look at the stars on the football field or a college, and then uh-huh. she says, yes, let's do it. And, and then you get there and you college. actually look at the stars, and she's Baby. like, what the fuck is this about? This is boring. <laughs> oh. much. I thought we were going to fuck on this football field. No. <laughs> stars. God, you're going to... constellation? I've been setting up this microscope. This fucking telescope. <laughs> microscope. <laughs> They're farther. I, I've been you setting up this telescope used. with this microscope. It's got to be perfect <laughs> for hours. Everything. Well, if a microscope could make like an amoeba like huge, imagine what it will do to the moon, which I'm pretty sure is bigger yeah. than an amoeba. What if you put a microscope like on the le- you know on the eye hole of a telescope? It'd be insane. Um, no one's ever done it. Best day ever. <laughs> Time could freeze. An electron microscope. It would make a black hole. Don't do that. Yeah, Don't do that's that. That's dangerous. Don't do that. Um, hey, should we talk about John 1? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Tim. John 1. Yeah. John 1. Let's go. That's my favorite book of the Bible. <laughs> I was, I was like, is this a Bible? You're supposed to be like, what did he win? Oh, ah, he already forgot that's yeah. I don't know why oh, you so John, that John was too low. arrived at the wildling camp. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is more like a, a city. Um, a garbage town. It's kind of like a garbage town. <laughs> and there's a lot of people. I think he's like super taken aback by how many fires there are. Like, wow, there are like thousands. <laughs> so much fire. Thousands right. of fires. They kind of, he kind of describes like, Oh, it's like a bunch of people got together and then just decided to stop kind of near each other, but not yeah, really. It's like, yeah. It's like a bad train well, there's human so, centipede creature. There's ooh, there's so many different kinds of wildlings, and they don't all get along. So mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like it, this is all very tenuous. The yeah. fact that they're all in the same. You got like the fins. Right you got the skagosies. You get got the crazy cannibals. Yeah, those cannibal ones. Like, yeah. There's all sorts of wildlings. They haven't introduced the giants yet. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um. So the wildlings that John is with, which is Egret and some other some other peeps, um, oh, and the Lord the Lord of Bones, uh, they take him they take him to Mance's to Mance Raider's tent, which John recognizes that it's Mance Raider's tent because it's the biggest tent and it has like polar bear furs on it or something. And whimsical music coming from. The oh yeah, inside. they have they have a musician inside of the tent. And John walks in and there's like one dude with a giant beard eating a chicken. And then another, like, kind of badass-looking dude, he's all like, oh. Oh, he has no ears. Hell, the guy has no ears. That's probably Mitz Raider. My lord. And then. I think they wait for this. He said your grace. Oh, your grace. Yeah. He's like, shut up. And uh, (laughs) That's not it. Yeah, that's that's about it. They they all laugh at him because he's like, my, your grace. And they're like, that's not, that's not him. Yeah. He, well, did, first of all, he's like, we don't do that here. Also, I'm not the king. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like it's, it's that wrong. kind of stereotypical fantasy thing of I'm in a room and I don't really know who's who. I'll make the choice, and the and hero always, always chooses correct. 
And John's like, whoops. No, I don't think that's true. I feel like usually, I feel like in that fantasy situation, it's always a person that you don't think it's. Right. It's always like the little guy in the back. Exactly. But the but the main guy thinks it. Or like in the first law trilogy where it's like, oh, which one of these people is a wizard? It's definitely not that dude that looks like a butcher. Baz. That's different. For, uh, for no. Rules. Well, of course it was. I'm just saying. I like obviously he's gonna walk in and say it's the wrong person because he's he's dumb dumb. He doesn't know anything. Whatever. Um, and then the so it's the Magnar then that he, the guy with no ears. Yeah, steer. Steer. Uh, he thinks it's man, it's not. Who may have just been cast for season I, four. I think that's what happened. Yeah. But it's probably cold hands. I hope so. No uh, one on the Tor- internet agrees with you, but okay. Um, <laughs> guys, the Torment Giant Spain is here, and he's my favorite. I love Torment. It's pretty he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's always like, har, har, and making, making inappropriate jokes yeah. like, all the time about how big his member is. It's huge. So, so Mance is the uh, the maestro, if you will, singing yeah. the tunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mance and John, they get to talking, and basically it's like Mance is quizzing Jon Snow and like trying to figure out if uh, you know he's legit or not, or like what his deal is, or even more so, like I don't think Mance is fooled at all by Jon Snow, but I think that Mance does see in him that he could actually probably make him a real, you know, wild. Right, man. like he's yeah. he's manageable. He might not be on their side, but the risk is worth it. Well, the thing is interesting. So the reason, so. We may have asked John, like, why do you want to come over? Like, why do you want to come over to our side? And he's like, no, you first. You tell me why you came over. And Mance's story is interesting because his is kind of like a straw that broke the camel's back type of situation. So he wasn't bothered by the fact that he wasn't allowed to be with ladies. Like, they kind of did that anyway. <laughs> um, but Mance went out on a raiding and was injured and taken care of by a wildly woman who gave him a really sweet cloak that was red, not black. Right. Well, she fixed and- his cloak. Right, and she used her most like precious. Oh, that's right. That's uh, what it was. Silk from a shy or whatever, and and it was, had red in it. So yeah. when he went back to the wall, they were like, "Oh, you can't have this. This is not black." And he's like, "This is stupid, and I hate you, and I'm leaving." Because if I can't yeah. even like decide what cloak to wear, fuck that. Yeah, I'm gone. It's uh, you know, it's it's ask the small questions to learn the large answers. That's right. So I mean, obviously, it wasn't just. Thing. It was that he wanted to have the freedom to do what he wanted. Yeah, and so he goes so out he to left. be the king of the wildlings. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And for John, the reason that he gives is, oh wait a second, let's step back for okay, a moment check. because Mance has seen John twice before. He's like, check this shit mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I kind of forgot about this when I was reading, and I was like, oh yeah, it's happened. coconut bananas. Then she goes back in the past and like digitally add. The show's Mance, right? Like, oh, like in the background, like, ooh. The first time that Mance saw John was when John was, like, little bitty. A little babby. And when Mance yeah. was still in, mean, the watch. in the Night's Watch, and he came to Well, Mitchell. John wasn't a little bit. He was, like, probably, like, like five or six. Yeah, not he, like a baby. They, they had piled up a giant pile of snow on top of one of the, you know, the towers and were waiting for somebody to walk under <laughs> so they could push it on him. Him and Rob were doing yeah. it. So mischievous. And they're, they're fucking with Fat Tom. Yeah, they're so so rude. They knew that Fat, fat Tom, Tom couldn't catch him. He's, he's slow. He's slow Fat Tom. Yeah. So that's when the first time, so when John was young, he was a kid. Yeah, and then the second time is when King Robert came to Winterfell and he, he went uh, to the feast um, and pretended to be a um, right. well, I guess he didn't pretend he, he was a maestro. Yeah, he jumped over the wall and then like raced down past Winterfell, came around the back, pretended like he was just coming in the back with the king's people. Yeah, like hey, I'm a bard. It's me, Abel or Bale or something. Yeah, Bale the bard. Uh, Jim the bard. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it, we get a really interesting line here is uh, when Mance. Uh, Mance is like, or John Snow says, how do you get over the wall, or how did you get past the wall? And Mance is like, oh yeah, the, the wall can can stop an army, but it can't stop a single man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, too, it's too big and too many yeah. ways to get over it. So Mance knows, so Mance knows a way to get through, and I, I guess other people do too. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as there's not too many of you, you can make it happen. I think he talks about climbing over too. Yeah, he says he climbed his over uh-huh. it, which is pretty impressive. That's yeah, crazy. what the hell? The the wall's so long and so much of it is probably never walked. Like, why don't they just go down like really far away from one of those forts and just like set up a ladder so they can get over yeah. it? Yeah, like, let's just go here all the time. Make it look like a piece of ice. 
then they can't see it. Or why don't they just go over and then, you know, live on the other side because nobody's going to fucking know. And if they see him, they're like, no, you're on the wrong side. This is the... This is the good. This How is the wandering zone. Like, turn around. Like, ah, idiot. Are they just like, oh, those shoes aren't from Kmart. You must be a wilder. Or maybe when they're like, you have to do this thing, and the wildling's like, I'm not gonna do uh, that. Stab, stab. Nope. I steal your wife. Well, that, but, uh, how's that any different than like an outlaw? You know. Mm, sure. well, then, then so, the so, um, so then we get to it, it being John's turn to say why he's yeah. leaving the Night's Watch, and uh, and he you know, he's basically like, well, you saw me at that feast. You know, did you notice where I was sitting and where the rest of my brothers and sisters were sitting? Right. Yeah. yeah. I was all in the back, getting drunk. Below the salt. Below, way below the salt. So yeah, far away. Because he's a bastard, and he's mm-hmm. like, yep, that's why. And Mance is kind of like, all right, I get yeah. that. And here's the thing that's interesting. So, like, we're in John's head in this, so we know that he's all like, I'm spying for the Night's Watch. And I'm like, I feel like this resentment is a real resentment. Is the thing. I think right. that's why it's so believable. Mm-hmm. And whether Mance believes him, I don't know. But it's definitely a believable reason. And I almost wonder, like, John, is there a lot more truth to that than like you even want to admit? Like, I think definitely, definitely. Like, this this theme comes up. He's obviously bothered a by few it. times. Yeah. And uh, a, a Game of Thrones. And like sometimes I'm kind of like, John, why, why would you not just like go be with the wildlings? Seems not so bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the there there is definitely some truth to what he's saying, and that's you know a little bit of truth makes the best lies. That's true. That's why I said that. That's why kids, if you're listening, you need to lie. Just mix in some truth. It helps. Cool. Guys, Daenerys won. What she win? She won. You're a back. Boat. She got a boat. Oh, okay, we got one more of those jokes, and then I think we're done. <laughs> oh, good. That, actually, that, that works for me. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, so, yeah, um, then he's on a boat. Fuck with... land. She's on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, her poor, her poor Kalasar is like, God, we hate it out it's here so poison much. water. It's gross. Horses can't drink it. Puking. Just puking everywhere. Yeah, but they take Illyrio's boats and they rename them to the names of dragons that are yeah. dead. And then, like, let's go to... Was it Pintos? Pintos. I think they're going to where Illyrio is. Yeah. That's yeah. the plan. Um, they're going to go visit Illyrio next because he, like, gave them boats. And all his, like, trade stuff is on those boats. Yes. Like, there's some silks and spices and ish. It's a lot so, of good... You know, it's like, not only did I send those boats to get you guys, I also sent that to get, like, trade and shit. Mm-hmm. So, um... I don't know what this dress. Chelsea Burns wants some. Oh, okay. so basically, then he gets chatting with Arston, and he's just like giving her facts about dragons at this point. Facts. Dragons can grow super big. Fact. If you put a dragon inside of a house, it'll be the size of a house. <laughs> dragons can live at least 200 years, if not more. Dragons but never stop growing. Dragons died. Dragons all are dead now, except for these that are on your boat. Your weird three dragons. Uh, oh, should we also like point out that Arston Whitebeard is Arston Whitebeard and not somebody else? Because it's much easier to re- conceal a, a character's identity and a book. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's just letters. I believe. I believe it's just letters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't even like see them or anything except for your mind's eye. So Arston like knows a lot about the Targaryens, and and Jorah's kind of like, what the shit? What's this? Guy he's just a squire though, so. And a super old squire. <laughs> Their story is so bad. It's so bad. But Danny doesn't even like think anything of it. That's the problem. Is Danny stupid? She well, might be she, a little dumb. She's never lived in Westeros. She doesn't she know how things her. work. But Jorah's like, the Daenerys' story does Daenerys. not make any sense at all. Come on, and bro. she's like, but he told me a story about my brother. I like him. I like him. He's nice. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's he also did. like, you know, tell me about my dad. And he's like, ugh. Like, oh, your dad was not always... He was sometimes pleasant. <laughs> what can we do terrifying. about that? Uh, oh, he's, he's often harsh to his enemies, and then he's yeah. and then Daenerys is like, well, maybe you shouldn't be enemies with him. Like, oh, Danny, Danny you don't stupid. know shit. And her brother Rhaegar was like, bookish. When he was a little little baby, and they made fun of him, like, oh, it's like Baylor the Blessed, come again, which is the really uh, religious one. The one that built that maiden vault, because yeah. he's like, I can't stand to see my sisters, because they make me lust, so I'm going to lock them up them. in this house. Put them in a, get out of here. But, but he, he was that. also obsessed with, like, 
prophecies and books and yes. stuff. Yes. So he like basically just like hold up reading all the time until he read some scroll and then came out and was like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to fight now. It seems there must be a swordsman. Yeah. Also had that great joke about his mom. Oh yeah. A candle and some books. In in her womb. Uh, they're regular jokersters. I feel like it get boring in there, so maybe he did have a book. What do you even do for nine months? And she also uh, learned through uh, arson. I almost just messed that up. Um, well, it's fine. I know that that his he he had some bros named John Connington and Arthur Dane. Ooh, sort of the morning. Sort of the morning. So mm-hmm. those names, if you haven't read past this those names, names not might. Yeah, they might not mean anything no. to you, but, you know, just thought it'd be an interesting factoid for you. John you Connington, brain. you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the one that was saved by the Terminator, right? Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes. And he went into Westeros. And Arthur Dane, I think, is in the first book. He's mentioned. He, when he fights Ned Stark. Yeah, he's like one of those, like, epic, like, um, legend people. Yeah, he's supposed to be the, the best swordsman in all the realm. Yeah. And, and Rhaegar was friends well, with, like, all these people. Also, I, Rhaegar, total musician. He played his harp a lot. Just because he's the best swordsman doesn't mean nobody in the kingdom can match him. It depends, <laughs> like, if he gets a good piece of grass. You know. Or he eats, like, oh, a big yeah. pot for dinner. <laughs> or, you know, things could go either way. One tournament he could win. Next one he could go out the first round. Yeah. Who said that? I forget who said that. I think Ars. Did Arson say that? Or is that Arson is saying that, and he was like calling out Jorah because he basically knows that Jorah like was good in one tournament when he had, but then when not he had the favor, and then and oh, then yeah. not. and and, Ar- and Jorah's like, hey, wait a minute, wait a He's minute, he's talking shit about me. Am I hurt? I hurt. <laughs> I feel like Jorah should know who he is. I also feel like Jorah should know. Who well, he, he wasn't is. really in King's Landing. That's much. true. I guess. Yeah, he's and been I, gone he's for a big old long beard time. Right now. Like, they don't have Polaroids. Like, only rich people in this world have Polaroids, so. They, yeah, but they, if you're rich, you have, like, a little painting and a locket of somebody, Maybe. and that's it. Yeah. I guess you kind of forget what people look like. And yeah. also, if like, they just, like, grew a beard and, like, look kind of weathered, like, you would not recognize Yeah, he's pulling the Jamie. I feel like art degrees were, like, way more valuable back then. Yeah. Cause in the world where this is. Gotta paint your portraits. Guys, so, so Sir Jorah comes to visit Danny later. Uh, I like the scene oh, because it's she, not awkward. She's not naked. at all. She's naked when he comes Why in. Why is everyone so fucking nude? Everyone always wrong. sleeps completely Why naked. Why do they do that? And they're not like, let me put something on. They're like, I'll just put this naked. blanket barely over my boobs and then it'll fuck keep falling off. But also, I like how like her handmaid's Danny's like get up and they're just like, all right, bye. I'm naked. Nude. I'm just gonna go over here. <laughs> it's probably hot in there, okay? It probably is hot in that ship, but I'm just saying, like, that's just weird. And, and it, did one of her handmaids sleep on the foot of the bed like a dog? Yeah, they so they take turns because there's not enough room for right. all three of them in the bed. And there's room for two. You get to be my dog tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That Danny. is another weird thing that they have the handmaidens like sleep in bed, but the dudes don't do that. It's just the girls that sleep with their buddies in bed. It sounds kind of com- rad, actually. I'm, I'm but they're, kinda... they're completely nude, and that is like warm, not hot, like hot as in sassy, like but like I... warm as in like whenever skin touches skin, it's like hotter than it's the hot. sun. The sun. It's hotter than the sun. <laughs> That's why I can't touch people. But I feel like. That would be kind of cool. Be like, I'm gonna sleep. In my, I'm gonna sleep over every night on my BFF. I'm just gonna talk shit every night. Be naked and, and be nude. giggle. And be nude as hell. Cuddle. Sounds good. Maybe get a mischief. Um, but Jorah comes to talk to Danny. He has he has talked to Danny a lot. You know, gotta talk plans with her. That's definitely why they've gotta be alone. Uh, and he's like, hey, why not? How about instead of going straight to Pentos? We go over and ask the port first. Yeah. And that way, Flavors if Illyrio and Arson and Belwas get like super pissed at you, they will know that they're not really for you. But if right. they're okay with it, they will know that they really are here to like work with you. And hey, why don't you also get yourself some Unsullied while you're in Astapor and just use all Delario's uh, goods that he's got in his boat? It, he should be fine with it. But Jorah, like, how's. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> No, like, yeah, like, just use Illyrio's stuff. It's cool. He'll he'll be fine with it because he wants you to be queen. What's the point of having rich friends if you can't steal all their money? Yeah. 
Good point, Jorah. Good point. Like, I'll, you can give them like. And the best part about that line is. He says, oh, you know, you know, we have rich friends, we could take all their money. And then Danny's like, I never thought about it like that. Danny, oh, you're so... This is a, this is a p- poor chapter for her. Danny's such a summer child. Like, she just is, just, like, super unaware right now. Like, She's, she was bad. born in the, in the summer. What can you do? She's green. She's green as grass. She's green as goat's piss. For, for several reasons. So but, Danny's like, yeah, I'm going to do that right now. And she, like, hops up to, like, put clothes on. And she's like... Pulls pants over. And she's like, naked nude. <laughs> and, uh, and then old Jora. Jora's like, oh, she's she's liked my plan and she's naked, so that means that she she totally wants me. So Good I'm time. just gonna smoosh her on, smoosh on her a little bit. And Jorah, then it goes, okay. it goes from re- like kind of creepy to like super creepy when he starts talking about how he should have been doing this like the whole time. Like Dora, she's like real young. And yeah, her... there's different rules then. Ah oh, man, I don't know. Thirteen's still pretty young. Well, she married called Drogo. Yeah, but that still was pretty messed up. Yeah. And she had a baby. She did have know. a baby. That's true. But still, he's like, you're. What does he say? He's like, you're meant to be kissed often. Like, yeah. And then. Kiss well and often. Like, right. hello, Jora. Someone kind of kisses him back and stuff. I think yeah. it's, but she also is like, why am I doing this? Yucky. It's like out of shock. And she like comments, she's like, oh, his beard is scratchy. Drogo didn't have a beard. He had just a, little, just a mustache. Yeah, I think she liked his smell, his stinky yeah. man smell. Yeah. She's like, I've not gotten love for a while. That's also, yeah, that's the thing. But then she's like, wait a second. I'm your queen. Know, Get like, off. Ah, she, you can't do that. No. I forget what is his like last words to her. Like he like does say something like. I'll smooch you good. I'm smooch <laughs> smooch you when I get back. Smooch snickums. Snickum baby pants. Well, basically she's like, um, I'm your queen. You shouldn't have done that. And. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I should have. Basically, he was like, I'll be your yours, the most loyal forever, oh, and he yeah. wants to be part of the oh, head it, of the dragons. Well, no, then she's like, oh, um, you know, kings can take multiple wives, you should take multiple husbands, and I can be one of them. Is basically what it, uh, would he Would Jorah be cool with that? I'm going to go ahead and say no. I think he not. would. If he got to be one of them, I think he'd be okay with it. I can see him being he'd a, a dragon. I can see him being super jealous, though. Yeah, uh, he just wants to get his foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. step yeah. one, get his foot in the door. If That's we, if there was a Sister Dads show, I would, I would watch that. <laughs> sister Dads! <laughs> with Jorah and who knows? Who even knows? Yeah. Dario. Yeah. Oh my God, Jorah and Dario. That would. Like, damn. They would kill each other. <laughs> like, for sure. Um. Hey guys, let's not talk about this anymore. Let's talk about Brand. How Brand won. Remember? How, how did he? How did he win? Oh. I think that's it, right? Is he did win. Of... He won a a bear or what? What? What were those wolves eating? I forget. An elk. An elk. He won an elk from the. It's a very wolves. badass wolf dream we have here. We. Yeah. This is too. Cool wolf dreams we've had. So recently. many wolf dreams. Last week we talked about Arya's wolf dream. I'm nervous I'm not going to get many more wolf dreams. I want more, more wolf dreams all the time. Um, so yeah, in Bran's wolf dream, he like comes upon these wolves that are eating the elk, and then he's like, "Nope, this is mine now," and he like fights them, and he has a great. He fights time. like an older like alpha male. And... Yeah, and then rolls over and shows him his belly, like you win. I'm sorry. Does he kill him? No, no, he doesn't kill him, but he does like he wins the fight. Yeah. And he's so, just like sinking his teeth in for a good, you know, hunk of elk, and Hodor wakes him up. So yeah. rude. Yeah. yeah, the wolf's like, I don't understand why someone's why some god is yelling Hodor. Uh, yeah, and then he's like, Oh, this is a boy thought. I don't need to. I don't need to pay no. I love those thoughts when he's like coming back from being the wolf, where he like recognizes like this is a man thought that I'm having. I don't <laughs> get it. Um. So Joe is like, dude, like you need to control yourself better when you're a wolf. Yeah, like, did you pee on a tree? Like, right. No, I didn't. Because he just—he's just like 100% wolf when he goes into the wolf dreams. Like he completely forgets that Bran exists mm-hmm. and and lets himself be ruled by the wolf brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not good because he needs—he might not ever come back. It's kind of it's kind of interesting because he's like, I, you know, I need to. I need you to, you know, scratch something or pee on something, like, just so I know that, like, you have some control. Right. And he's like, you're gonna need that control, and eventually you might be, you could be able to control all the creatures. Because you're a green seer and right. a warg. The problem is that Jojen, Jojen's not a warg, so he can't 
really help Bran that much. Mm-hmm. Like he knows a little bit about it. Right, because he's, like, he's a Cronog man, and they sort of keep a little more to some of the older ways, not just the ways of the the, the first men, but also the children of the, the forest and so forth. But he, I mean, he he's helped Bran be able to open his third eye, quote mm-hmm. unquote, so Bran can go into the wolf. But he can't control it, and he's like, "I can't help you with that. We're gonna have right. to go north of the wall and find the three-eyed crow because the crow is gonna be help help you be able to control your control this better." I right. really like the description of he's like, "I know that I'm supposed to, you know, mark a tree, but as soon as I get in the wolf, I just feel like I know to mark the tree, but I just feel like it's not that important." Yeah. Yeah. So it's other like, cool stuff to do. Exactly. Now, here's the question that just came into my brain, thinking about the whole opening a third eye thing. So, does opening a third eye mean that he can warg? Is that what that is? Um, it just means he can go in, like, consciously. He can okay. consciously take the... Okay, because that's what I was wondering, like, the difference between him and Arya. Because Arya can go into Nymeria, but she doesn't do it on purpose. She just right. does it by accident. I right. think that's what it is. Although, he does talk about the still dreams of the crow pecking at his forehead, so maybe it's not completely open. Yeah. Well, because you know the green seers could go into any animal, and they could see through the the werewoods and trees right. and stuff. And maybe when it's truly open, he'll be able to control. Because he's um, like uh, he's unshackled, but he isn't flying. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So like, it, it's just interesting to compare Bran's wolf dreams and then Arya's, where Arya does not really know what's going on. And she just she's thinks doing. she's dreaming. And yeah. she has the raw, like, she has the raw ability, but she has no one there to help her with it. Yeah, so. It's like random too. And yeah, why I, is it Bran? Like, why is Jojen like Bran? You're it. When Arya can do, I, I, I guess Bran can do more stuff, even though Arya has a similar. Like, they have no and Jon can warm too. Mm-hmm. So, which makes me feel like Rob can warm. We just. Don't have a, I think Jar Jar said they all could do it. They can all do it. Yeah. Can you I imagine? Think, like, think about Sansa warning. Isn't that a weird thing to think about? Like, well, her, her, it's kind of like you know, like their wolves are like the training wheels. So like, the fact that yeah, Sansa never really got off. Yeah. The so it's even not, if like they could work to other animals, like she's never gonna be able to like practice with yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Her wolf is gone. So it's a little different. unless she wargs into a ghost wolf, which would be awesome. <laughs> so, so the crew has been like debating what they should do next. They've been hanging out at this tower. Um, you know, should they stay there? Should they go and to one of the Stark Bannermen's place, or should they just keep going over the wall? And they finally hash it out, and uh, and Bran finally agrees. The best course is to to go beyond the wall and find the three. Even though that, that's the scarier route, but right. I mean, he's never gonna expand in his abilities if he doesn't go. Yeah, and it's up to him to decide, and he chooses to go to the the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jojo knows the future, so. Yeah, so he yeah. doesn't seem super concerned about it. Exactly. <laughs> Just like that's where we need to go. Well, let's yeah, go. He doesn't he doesn't know everything specifically, but he has a, a you know a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, Davos next? Yeah. Davos, Davos 2. two. This is a good Davos chapter, right, guys? It is really good. Because Salvador Sons in it. Oh, I love Salvador Sons. He's so great. I love how much Salvador Sons really likes Davos. He does. He, yes. He, like, he loves Davos. He really loves Davos. He wants to give him a ship and stuff. Yeah, like... So, so Davos hangs out with the, this dude, the dude that found him originally, Corain is his name, and Corain's like, oh, you're Davos, cool, Saldor San loves you, I'm gonna be super nice to you. Yeah. And, and, take the, my cabin, take my sword, or I, my knife, I whatever. did think it was funny, Davos, like, mentioned that, like, I guess, like, going from eating nothing to eating super rich food, he just was, like, vomiting and shitting, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had either one end or the other over the edge of the ship. Did people just shit off the right, edge of the ship? Right, and that made me realize I didn't know how people go to the bathroom and shit. I think they probably so just dangerous. shit off the edge. Um, so dangerous. When, like, I'm on my dad's boat, like, when we go offshore fishing, I would go in the toilet that they have on the boat. I, like, it was, I don't know if they had chemical toilets back in Westeros days. I'm just saying. That's what Maybe we did. they did. That's what we did. But, like, what if... Like, Understand vomiting off of the edge because you're like, like your you feet can, are on yeah. the ground. I've but definitely like, done that. I feel like how many people got washed into the ocean because they were trying to poop over the side of the. I guess you're gonna put the, the poop. I feel Maybe like a chamber pot. Kind of, like if I wasn't, I wouldn't want to do it in public. 
But like, if I had the choice, like to poop over the edge like that, I would totally do it. Yeah. I could fall in, and then I'd fall in my poop water. I'd just be afraid of hitting the boat with my poop. (laughs) It's like extreme pooping. Uh, and stinky. Get out of here. Anyway, so Davos finally makes his way to. Oh wait, I'm sorry. There's more information. So Corain is talking to Davos more about like what has happened while Davos has been chilling on that rock, and he's like, Oh yeah. The ghost of Rinley led Tywin Lannister's van in the Battle of the Blackwater. Oh, you know. And Davos is like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen some weird shit. That could be real. Because he talks about, like, the weird ghosts and stuff that he's seen, like, it, on, you know, at sea. He doesn't say ghosts, but he's like, I've seen some weird shit. Yeah, I've seen enough weird things in my days that, okay, cool. Rinley uh, ghost killed everybody. Got it. Uh, and, like, almost everyone has deserted Stannis. And now Stannis doesn't want to see anybody except for Melisandre. He's just, like, holed up. In his room. He's mopey as hell. He's really sad. <laughs> so Davos is like, I gotta go see my king and see what's going on. Also, I gotta kill her. I gotta kill Melisandre because I hate her so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's when uh, Salvador Sans is like, uh, you shouldn't even joke about that shit. Like, don't even say it. Like right now, oh, like, don't say it. She has special powers, and you know yeah. it. Ghost vagina and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Davos is for sure seeing that, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna, I don't care. I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. And, and Solder's son at first, he's like, understand, he's like, alright, like, I get it, like, your sons are dead. But Davos is so insistent, he finally just kinda gets pissed, and he's like, dude, like, who's gonna go tell your wife and your remaining sons that you're dead? Oh, it's gonna be me. Yeah, I'll do that. Sure, great. Super, Thanks, Davos. Super shitty of you. Like, I offered you a boat and to be in my fleet, you can make bad money! So much money. I offered you a boat, and then you returned the favor with giving me an errand. Thanks. Yeah, like, what the heck? Of reporting so, you're dead. But but it's only because Salador's son cares so much about Davos. He just he doesn't want to he doesn't want him to, to die, and he doesn't want to have to tell Davos's wife that he's dead. Right, because things he, are like so much different at Dragonstone. It's not just gonna be like Davos walking in and be like, "Hey, I'm back, head of the king, whatever." Right, which we see because he goes back and he's like, "Let me in." And they're like, I, "I don't know who you are." Can't do that. You're in the yeah. dungeons. He's gonna kill a lady. He basically, like, he gets to the gates, and he's like, well, you know, so-and-so knows me. And they're like, nope, he's dead. Oh, yeah. well. And then he, like, names, like, five people. And he's like, nope, no, all dead. I don't even know that one, but it sounds dead. <laughs> like, everyone, some people died. He has to, like, dig so deep. And yeah. probably like, ah! Oh, he's like, oh, my my son's here. He's like the, like a squire or something for the king. Yeah, um, Devin. And mm-hmm. they, they finally do let him... In the castle. Yeah. Hey guys, who he bumped into in the castle? It is Shireen, uh, which is Stannis' daughter, Edric Storm, and old Patchface. Oh, terrifying Patchface. Edric Storm, don't you mean Gendry? Oh, right. <laughs> I do mean Gendry. Yeah. They, they just... Man, this show, they think every bastard's the same. Oh, <laughs> so rude. Um, the best thing about this chapter is what Patchface sings. And Davos, or says to Davos when he comes in, he says, Fool's blood, king's blood, blood on the maiden's thigh, but chains to the guests and chains to the bridegroom. I, I, I. Yeah, and if you've watched the show, well, well, there's the Red Wedding. There it is. <laughs> I was about to talk about spoiler, and I'm like, wait, we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, we can just talk about this shit now. Yeah. Um, also, Edric Storm is really interesting because yeah. he talks about how... Um, Robert Baratheon actually really liked him and like hung out with him and shit like once a year. Yeah, he like sent him a little little hammer, just like yeah. his dad's hammer. I think they always talked about how Robert Baratheon really loved kids. He's hated Joffrey. It's weird. Yeah, well, Joffrey was evil. They they don't even talk about like uh, Robert like spending that kind of time with Joffrey, which I'm assuming is because Cersei like kept them from him. Well, Probably, like yeah. all of all, well, see, here's the thing: all of his bastards would like gurgle and smile and, and giggle at him, but Joffrey would just like cry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like he was just, he's not. yeah. Oh, he's not a Baratheon. So. Nope. Um. So after this creepy run-in with uh, Patchface, and then you know, Davos chatting with Edric Storm. Sir Axel Florence shows up and he's like, take him to the dungeon. He's trying to threaten our lady. I got yeah. you. He really can see the know. future, you guys. How did he know? She can see the future for real. Oh, she's like, so in this show, he had to physically, like, in the room, threaten her. And here, yeah. he's just, like, thinking about no, it. She just knows. It. She just knows it. So. so that's, that's crazy. Uh, so Davos goes from being stranded 
on a rock and thinking he's safe, but now he's got to go to the dungeon. Yeah, but I do like when he's making up his mind to do it. He's not even sure if he can kill her with this knife. Yeah. And then when he gets there, he's like, oh, I'm immediately captured. Well, shit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that didn't work out how I planned. Yeah. All right, Jamie. Oh, Jamie, too. This Jamie, like, too. Tim, you really did a write-up on this one. Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's a long tracker. There's Jesus a lot that happens. Sam. It's just full so, of points. So Jamie and Brienne and co, uh, they end up at the Inn of the Kneeling Man, which is where uh, the last of the Starks uh, you know, joined the Seven Kingdoms of West. Yeah, like back a long time ago, like back mm-hmm. in the past, where the, king of the, the last king of the North knelt yeah, to Aegon, Aegon the, the Conqueror. Conqueror. So you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting that we're at this place. Um, thing is, this inn, uh, the innkeep, it's not really an innkeep. Right. Well they, well, they enter the the place, and there's like a 15-year-old boy just like with a crossbow like pointing what at up? them. Uh, hello. Because a lot of these areas are just devolving into chaos. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is where, this is like all the area that Gregor Cogain has been through, right? Yeah. So it is super messed up. Like, yeah. really messed up. Yeah, so, like, this guy comes out the back, and uh, basically what happened was they're like, well, we found this inn, nobody was home, so now it's our inn. Yeah, yeah. We, we found the dead people here, so I buried them, and now I own this, this inn. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, my wife did this, my wife did that. Where's your wife? Well, she's around. <laughs> okay. That's super weird. It's just, like, super sketchy the entire time they're talking to them, and... Jay and Brienne luckily both like recognize like something is not. I don't right. trust this man named man. I feel Nor like this boy named boy. boy. I do feel <laughs> like Sir Cleos is like, oh great, we should sleep in a bed. And I'm like Cleos, you don't know anything. I wish you were smarter, Cleos, but they do get food from them. Horse yeah. uh, horse steak. Mm-hmm. What does a horse steak taste like? I wish I knew. But I want to eat a real horse tough. steak. Yeah, probably not super delicious. Um, uh, so they have yeah. some their weapons outside, and I don't know. Uh, I guess the boy is an orphan from the war after the Brave mm-hmm. Companions killed his parents. Yeah. Yeah, just like all sorts of sadness just strewn all right. about. The guy lost his two sons. It's very sad. And, you know, it's interesting because they find out that there are three horses in the stables. And they're like, oh, that's so weird because there's three of us here. And he's like, oh, they're not for sale. And they're like, mm-hmm. Sure. All right. I bet. Well, let's go look at the horses because, you know, we both know they actually are for sale. Yeah. And the, as they're selling these horses, the guy is, like, very interested in telling them which way they should be going. Right, because they can't go down the river because the it's river like apparently got blocked by two boats. It's like, oh, so you gotta go this way. It's like, oh, okay. Like, don't take, there's two roads, but don't take that road. You gotta take this other one. It's not safe. The man's dead. Who knows who's in that tower house. And and Jamie, like, makes some comment about, like, all the shit he's stepping in, like, winking at Brienne, like, hoping she gets what he's saying. Like, basically, this guy is. I wasn't, I didn't quite understand that reference because the the stables were badly taken care of. Yeah, they weren't. He's saying it's bullshit, but he's saying. I see that, that part, but I thought he was basically saying. There's so much poop here. Yeah, he was saying that, but also that there's a lot. This, uh, this okay. shit, this is bullshit. I guess oh, I was reading in too much. Like the fact there's a lot of poop there meant they're outlaws. No, that's not what he was saying. He was he was being like, there's some bullshit. And I was like, but, but are also, there bodies there? No, no. But you know what the poop was about? He there was only three horses, but there was tons of poop because there's more horses. Right, there's people too that many, are down the road. Too much poop. For uh, got it. Horses. I you guys got are it. Smart. Yeah. I'm not smart. Yeah, because that's the rest of their band is down the Where'd road. Where'd you read that at? Uh, I don't think I did. I think I understood it. Because <laughs> well, later on they get to the thing and they're like, "Yeah, there's probably bandits waiting up the road." He told us to take, so let's take. Yeah, I think Jamie. Like, I think Jamie like makes some like mentions like, "Yeah, that's probably where all the horse poop." I think he says that in the chapter. Oh, uh, well, I. Maybe you read too fast. I just it's so nice to read it. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> he so she uh, Brienne uh, pays the gentleman for. It. For the three horses, and she gives him three golden dragons, like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, way too mm. much. Jamie's like, he is robbing you blind, but whatever. Yeah, that might just be a little bit like, if you show these outlaws how much money you have, you show how much it's worth to rob you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also really wants the horses, so. 
I mean, they get the horses. It works out. And they do not take the road that the guy suggested. Which yeah, is and, and Jamie was like, nice. You're so much more smarter than I thought you were. Yeah. Right. Great. He was very yeah. impressed by yeah. her smartness. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they head on down the road, and they go to make camp for the evening. And Brienne is like, I'll take first watch. And Sir Cleos is like immediately asleep. Like, done. I'm out. Asleep. Jamie does it, and they say it and talk for a little mm-hmm. bit. And basically, Brand's like, "You're a Kingslayer," and he's like, "Yeah, but you weren't there, so you don't really get to run your mouth yeah, so much." Yeah, I know what happened. And then we get back, like a backstory in Jamie's brain of what actually went down. Right. And he basically does a quick recap of how he became the whole arc is how he became a knight, how he became a Kingsguard, yeah. and how he became the Kingslayer. And the funny part is that he became a Kingsguard because he his dad, Tywin, was sending Cersei down to King's Landing to, you know, maybe shake her thing and, and maybe find some eligible some, bachelor. Who knows? Right. Some kingly son. And um Jamie's like, now I don't get my sister Putang. I gotta go <laughs> I gotta go down there. <laughs> I gotta go to King's Landing. So, well, Cersei comes to him with that idea. She's like, hey, if you end up at the King's Guard, then you'll be here with me in King's Landing. So you should do that. Right. And, like, Jamie's like, I don't know. But then, like, Cersei comes to him at the end and they bone down. She's like, I will do this sex to you some more. Yeah. She, like, dresses she, as a peasant wench and he's, like, super into like, it. Hey. She, she sex fences him. That's, like, the combination of sex and convincing. Convince. And, and it totally works. And he's like, sweet, I'll do it. Yeah. And in a real gift of a magi scenario. Because uh, they know that Tywin won't do anything if Ares sets him up in the Kingsguard because they cut out or ripped out Ilan Payne's tongue just for saying that Tywin what kind of ruled the kingdom. So you know, yeah, like, so all right. So you can't say, like, anything. He's not going to do anything. Um, so if, he, if Tywin's the hand at this point, why isn't not, he down there already? Oh, he's not. No, he resigned. Ty- he resigned. Well, Tywin is the hand. No, I thought he resigned. Yeah, he resigns well, after... After this. Oh, after that's this. right. That's right. right. Well, like, yeah, so if, if after this point, why aren't Jamie and uh, Cersei, or are they just like living with their mom? Cersei is uh, there, but uh, their mom's dead. Their mom's dead. Right. And uh, Jamie, I guess, is just squiring for Craighall Man. And I, I just don't understand if, if Tywin's in King's Landing, like why they aren't. Both well, Cersei there. is. Jamie is still probably uh, squiring or knighting. Like other places. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Tywin's in King's Landing too. It's just that Jamie's and maybe not. Jamie has to stay at, mm-hmm. run at, some yeah Lannister shit and Lannisport or whatever yeah. at Castle Rock. Yeah. But all all I have to say is that Jamie ends up in King's Landing and Cersei has to go back to Castle yeah. Rock. I think Tywin knows that like they were you know messing around his children and he was trying to separate them. I maybe. I would guess yes. He's not a stupid man. Yeah. Like I think he has to be aware of that being a problem. Well, I know they've been caught before, like when they were yeah. really young. When they were like little, little, yeah. Gross. Super um, gross. So I, so I guess that when oh before that, like before Jamie went off to try to be Kingsguard, I guess that Tywin was trying to set him up with Liza Tully. Yeah. Which man, can you imagine that marriage? I kind of think about that sometimes. Jamie would have been so unhappy. It's like, like so. I guess I'll kill you. I don't. Yeah, he would have. I don't know what he would have done. It would have been bad. Really sad for him, because like Liza turned crazy, which you know maybe she wouldn't have turned crazy, which yeah. I know she still would have. I'm pretty nah, sure. Yeah, yeah, well, think... you know that uh, uh, Jamie can get kids, so yeah, that's true. He is he is a fertile. Um, it's kind of weird that they're setting this up like this. That you know they're scheming to get him into the King's Guard when we also know that King Ares puts him in the King's Guard just to spite Tywin. So maybe just like it worked out. Yeah. Maybe like or. It's yeah. Maybe it's a little both. Hmm. Wow, because it was Cersei's suggestion to put him in the King's Guard. Yeah. I'm assuming she's not working for Ares in any anyway. Like maybe those two things just happened to work together. Yeah, I think it's. I bet like Ares heard is like yes, this will be awesome. Wait. Like, like Tywin angry. Super mad. 
I hate him. Yeah. And, he, and, and Ares, he's very rough with his enemies, so it works out for him. Um, so, as for the the whole king slaying part, yeah, Ares is crazy as shit and also bad. And what we find out is that Ares had commanded Jamie to go kill Tywin, his dad. Yeah, because when Tywin gets there, he's like, oh yeah, I open, the gates are open to me. I'm going to sack the city. Yeah. Uh, Ares is basically getting his other um, hand, his new hand, Rossart, to be setting up the bombs everywhere, and Jamie kills him. Yeah. And when he walks in, he has his, like, Lannister armor and his Lannister sword. And yeah. Ares is like, what's that? Is that blood? Is that your father's blood? Go kill your father. He's like, mm, nope, it's Rossard's blood. And then Ares literally shits himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's so afraid. There's a lot of bowel leakage. Yeah, a lot of shitting in this section of reading. Um, it makes you realize that I've never been that afraid of anything, because I've yeah. never accidentally shat or pissed myself. Yeah, never. Well, unless I was blackout drunk, but that was different. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling so us I've never that. shat or pissed myself, except for that time where I shat and pissed myself. <laughs> Well, not from, All those times. Not from oh, fear. Yeah. Maybe you were afraid. Maybe when you were blacked out. Whoa! Oh, I'm having a bad. Alcohol spooking me when I'm asleep. Um, so, and there's this whole like this little tidbit too of Jamie like after he kills Ares, he just like sits down on the throne, just yeah. be like, who's gonna come in? Yeah. Well, he but just sits like, down and says, "I'm gonna wait here for whoever is gonna come the king." Right, but it looks like so bad to whoever comes in that he's sitting on the throne. Well, first two of the other like head knights dudes come in, so now he can't he can't book it. He can't right. Just leave. He can't just be like he just happened to be dead. So now he chooses a worse idea and sits in the iron throne. Yeah, and they're kind of like, uh, are you? Like, what's going on? He's like, no. He does think about it for well, for a second. He thinks about. It, he's like, what if I go and get Viserys, Prince Viserys, and then I'm like, nope, he's the king, and and totally like messes up the whole rebellion. He thinks about that. That's for a an second. interesting concept. Yeah. I wonder why he thought about that. No. Mm. He just hates his father and he hates Robert. Yeah. Well, at that point, like we know that Viserys is terrible, but he, I mean, he's like a kid when this yeah. happens, so. I think that uh, there there is an inkling of goodness in Jamie, more than an inkling. There there's goodness in Jamie. I think maybe mm-hmm. Jamie thinks about that because he's like maybe that'd be better. I think Cersei's just a bad influence on Jamie, and if I she was around, like he would be great. Yeah, well, most likely. But I, I feel like it's a chicken and egg thing. Like would I, I, they're just they're twins. Like they've only been around each other for like. Well, there's always the good as... twin and the evil twin. Oh, right. I, I think don't know who's who. Yep, Jamie's the mm-hmm. evil one. It happens. Um, so so Jamie's waiting to see who comes in first into the throne room, and it's uh, Ned Stark. Good old Ned. And he always he's like scowling at him, and they make he's it sound like that throne. Ned hates Jamie for that for some well, <laughs> easy reason. Jamie was on the other side of the fight, so yeah, well, he was, yeah, he was part of the Kingsguard. Yeah. Right, but like, dude, Ned, like, you're overthrowing the king. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's super. I, I, I've said this. I'm pretty sure I've said this before on the show. I feel like this, to me, it's just as hypocritical as people getting super mad at Judas for killing Jesus. Because I'm like, uh, like your whole theology kind of like hinges on that. So you shouldn't be mad at Judas because you kind of needed Judas to kill, right? To you know, turn Jesus over. So like, why are you mad at Jamie for doing this thing that needed to be done? That obviously needed to be done. Maybe they thought they would just even when you're you were on the side or execute him. Well, or, wasn't wasn't Nedard upset just because he was sitting on the Iron Throne? Yeah, I think he was also that. upset because he was Kingsguard. Like if someone that was not Kingsguard had killed Ares, that'd be one thing. I think that was the original plan. Yeah, that that was the plan to like sneak in, kill Ares, and then sneak out. But somebody saw him do it, so yeah. Anyway. Oh well. But guys, that's a that's our book club. We did it. Yeah, that was a, a a kooky and crazy one. Tim, Tim, what? Read those reviews, guys. As always, when you review us on iTunes, it makes me happy, and so I read you reviews about you doing reviews. Love, wait, uh, Megster one eighty nine says, "Love me, GOT." Jim in Rhode Island says, "The best." I have tested many Game of Thrones podcasts, and you are the best. Dick Darlington says, "Hodor, Hodor, Hodor, Hodor." Hodor. 
Uh, Rivers and three says glorious donkey Hodor. S one one zero five six one five says love the book club. Great synopsis and spoiler section for fans who have read the books. Enjoy the show. Girl adds a great crackpot <laughs> theories as well. Oh, we haven't done that. We should do a crackpot episode again. Oh, we need, we need another donor. We could episode. totally do a whole crackpot episode. Odd six says got trifecta. Uh, butts for life again? Did he review twice? All right, well, there's two different feeds that you can review. Oh. So if you reviewed us on one of the feeds, go find the other one and review that one as well. Uh, I hate that silly. I hate that that still exists. Um, yeah, Jay me too. Baby says, I freaking love it. Whimsical Chick says, this cast should have, have their own stage show oh or gosh. maybe a live show on Geekly. Oh. Uh, Nubba420 says, my favorite got show. They have a wealth of knowledge of the books and show. Jennifer, Jennifer's my fave, Thank but you. the rest of the crew are great. I'm not reading the rest of the top here. <laughs> Absolutely love the spoiler town section. It's great to listen to fellow book fans who don't just constantly berate the TV show for any little change it makes, like a main SOF podcast does. Keep up the great work, Winterfellas. Well, thanks, guys. I think it might be whimsical chic. Oh, that makes sense. It could be chic too, though. I've seen it could that. Could be, but I think it's chic. whimsical chic. Why do we have to fight so much? I just want. Jennifer, how do you have so much better? Be perfect. perfect. This is my <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. So, uh, so we did a podcast. We did it. Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. Yeah, you can follow uh, Nick on Twitter at rbristow, or you can follow me at thriftynerd. You can follow me, Tim Lanning, at Tim Lanning. And you can follow me at Jennifer Cheek. And you can or- follow all of us at Cast of Thrones or our new Super Umbrella Corp, Geekly Inc. Geekly Inc. That's where you go for all your greatest news and uh, views of whatever. So who's it's in the hey. whole this whole empire? Right. Nick's back. Nick, we already did your Twitter for you. You're welcome. Yeah, we got, we got <laughs> you. We got you. Thanks, bros. Are we gonna do spoilers? Because I don't know if we really I don't have know a if lot I have. to talk I don't about. really have any huge ones, so I think that I promise we'll do spoilers next week. Now Tim and Jennifer are gone. Neat. Are we even still broadcasting? No one knows. I'm going to pretend like we are and say, um... I doubt they're broadcasting. Wait, they're back. Hey, guys. Are you still still broadcasting? What is going on? I guess it doesn't matter if we are. Um, so should we just find sign off? Yeah. I I guess until next week, keep riding that donkey.